I was really perturbed because I could never write without my hands. I don't know why that always bothered me, but writing handsless was just not, not a thing. And I was riding that cruiser and just, like, tried it. And then all of a sudden, like, the wind caught at the perfect time where everything went silent. And it was, like, out of a movie. We're just floating along with my arms out like an airplane. And it was like, this is life. This is the meaning of life. <laughs> it's so cool. Hey, what's up? This is Kat. Welcome to the Joyride. Hey, what's up, Joyriders? This is Kat, and you're listening to episode number 24 of the Joyride podcast, where we celebrate women on bikes. On today's show, I meet up with Aqua Dublevay for a long-awaited coffee outside. On this super conversational and giggly episode, we talk about the magnetic pull of Portland, Oregon. We talk about tips for finding your tribe. I confess about passive-aggressive responses to road rage, and we do lots of daydreaming about bike camping. Before we dig into that, a few things. It's April, which means if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, the optimal bike months are approaching. Also, if you're not in the Northern Hemisphere, let a sister know. I'd love to hear whatever lands you might be tuning in from. Anyway, April starts that whole 30 days of biking thing, and then May is like National Bike Month. It's very special. And June is Pedalpalooza here in Portland, which is a celebration that uh, non-cycling drivers probably hate. Um, and then after June, we just slalom right into the summer. You can almost smell it. That means more people are getting out on their bikes and there are more opportunities to see cool and weird things. For example, last week on my morning bike commute, I saw this guy on his bike in a leather jacket smoking a cigarette from beneath his handlebar mustache and wearing an Errol Flynn cap with a legit feather hanging out of it. On my way home from this recording with Aqua, I was passed by a gang of like 12 to 15 Vespas. You never know. Life is weird. Keep your eyes and your heart open. This show is a little different from other ones, folks. It's the first time I've recorded outside, face-to-face, -face, with all the elements you might expect to hear in an urban park. You're going to get some ambiance, like birds cawing in the background, um, the sound of camp stoves, as well as some guy also yelling in the background, and there's a fairly loud fountain nearby. We tried to clean it up as much as possible to have our voices stand out strongly, but I do apologize in advance if it is challenging for anyone to hear. That's the first time, and I'm going to try to get better at that. You'll find show notes with a few pictures at girleatsbike.com forward slash joyride 024, or theoretically, if you're listening to this on a mobile device and I did all of the things right, uh, you should be able to tap on the cover art on the screen and get the show notes for this episode. All right, without further ado, let's dig in and meet Aqua Dublevay. Aqua Dublevay, welcome to the Joyride. We're sitting here right now at um, Peninsula Park in north slash northeast portland we're like on the cusp of north and northeast and we're having coffee outside so you're gonna get listeners all of the fun accoutrement and external sounds of an, a beautiful urban park 
and uh, people experimenting with French press and pour overs and stuff. So enjoy your life. <laughs> so is this your first time having coffee outside? Um, officially, yes. <laughs> and I love it so far. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet jet boil you have. You're going to be like, I'm not even going to be halfway set up and you're going to be ready to go <laughs> and enjoying your coffee. Well, I got all this stuff. I, I uh, spent two years working and living in Yellowstone. And so right before I went, I just got a bunch of camping stuff because I never legitimately camped before. I was just kind of like, let's just strap stuff to my bike or put it in a random backpack I could find and just go out and hang a hammock and go. That sounds like legitimate camping to me. That's like probably <laughs> the most legitimate camping. So this this thing is definitely neat. A lot of fun. Alright. So you're from State College, PA. Yes. That's right. Yes. Is that where you learned to ride a bike? Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Um from what I remember, I taught myself how to ride a bike mostly. Which included a lot of falling, just two wheels, and I was like six or something. And uh, it's no fault of my parents; they just worked a lot, and I wanted to be outside more than being inside. So that was fun until that got stolen. <laughs> eventually, getting different bikes. It was just like the evolution of my, like the chapters of my life. Had a new bike, basically. Oh, that's that's really interesting. So, did you like ride through? adolescence and all that? Um, like, I wrote a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Up until maybe, like, middle school. Stopped for a while. Towards the end of high school, I, uh, acquired a cruiser, cool little western flyer cruiser, off of this guy that collected them, and started writing again with that, which was really weird to commute on a cruiser, so it went from nothing to... Like beach cruiser. And so wait, when was that again? <laughs> that was like towards the end of high school. All right. And after that, stopped for a little bit. Went off to college. Was wishing that I had the bike every day. Yeah. I was like, walking sucks. Walking really sucks. <laughs> like this is slow. Like I could just, I could have been there and back by now. Why five would times. people just choose to do this? Yeah. So after after I left college, I ended up with another bike. Which I still have. It's a back home in Pennsylvania, but oh, it's a pretty. No, it's pretty fun to just just like cruise around. Like I like to leave super early, but I commute just yeah. so I can like take my time and just kind of like I want to take this way and see where it goes instead of just like I have to get there, I have to get there right now. You're so much better at time management than I am <laughs> because I'm like. You should have left ten minutes ago. You have no time to stop and take a smell of the roses or whatever. That's um, I, I do think that that's like one of the most fun, beautiful things about it. And then um, the time management piece is like just so key. You need to be able to like, I don't know, not rush your way through all of that. For sure, because then you take the fun out of it. To me, bikes are supposed to be fun, and when it's not fun, then it's just a job. <laughs> it's just work. Word. You can do that walking. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so you said that you lived in Yellowstone. So we know that you lived in State College, and that's where you're from. Mm -hmm. And then you went to college, and then sometime in the future, you were, like, in Yellowstone for two years. Yeah. Help I, me with that. I was just working kind of a dead-end job, just, like, hanging out at a bar. It's a college town, so you kind of have, like, four-year friends. And I just got over the cycle of, like, meeting people and uh. leaving meeting people, and I was at the same job, and it just got super monotonous, and that's when my friends got a job at Yellowstone, and so I went out there with them, and my my game plan was, alright, I'm going to go to Yellowstone for like a season, which is like a summer, and then I'm going to go to Portland, because I've always wanted to go to Portland, and then two years later, I was still there, and I was like, alright, so I missed, <laughs> I missed it, but I'm going to do it, <laughs> and it finally... Probably just said uh, screw it all and came straight here. No plan at all. <laughs> it's like I'll find something. I just need to go. And I need to get there. I talk to so many people, and that's just like such a I mean, it's such like a common thing that I'm kind of hearing at this point. So um, I've never been to Yellowstone. I've only been out to Montana once, and like and so. I don't even know, like, all of the huge, amazing national parks, all of that gloriousness, like, I don't have any knowledge. I have no spatial understanding of how big any of that stuff is. Um, did you did you ride a lot there? What was, did I you do any of that? I didn't ride at all while I was out there, which was one thing that drove me nuts the most. I, um, well, like, okay, so... Being even in a car, I got my first car in like 2015, a late bloomer, but that was mainly just so I can go from Pennsylvania to Montana without having to take the Greyhound or fly or mm. whatever, because I like to be on my own schedule. Words, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. And so I drove a lot and like traveled a lot, but I was just driving the whole time, and I would feel unsafe even in my car because of the tourists there. Because mm. they, they're the kind that they will stop in the middle of the road, just stop. Not like, I'm going to cool off and take a picture. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this. And just stop. It's like, yeah, I'm not even going to ride my bike because if I don't feel safe in a car, wow. I'm definitely not going to feel safe on a bike. And I've, I've seen many people do it. My friend actually uh, did a cross-country tour and ended up in Yellowstone. But this was before we even met each other, and I was like, I totally would have seen oh, you and just funny. been like, hey, come hang out with us. Were you, like, in the same place at the same time? Yes. We oh, didn't even so know cool. it. And then met, like, a year later. I love that. Which is so good. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I could. There, there's um, some days of the year that national parks open up for cyclists only, and Yellowstone's definitely one of them. So, one day, one day I'm going to go back and just bike around. Zero cars park to yourself. All 2.5 million acres. <laughs> That's amazing. So, what was the... Why Portland? Why making the jump from there? It's the cycling mecca. I, I have, like, I'm one of those weirdos that has, like, a... I don't know. A career that doesn't seem like it would work. Or is even feasible. Like, I want to be the kind of person that's, like, that the company comes to you. We need you to go on a three-month tour and test out this equipment. And oh see my how god! It is. It's like okay, <laughs> I want that job. Yeah, right. Just like go ride, go like test this stuff out. Just, just 
just have fun and then come back and see, like, we want a full report. Yeah. Like, that would be the oh coolest. God. That really would be the coolest. And I figured if you go to Portland, which is one of the cycling meccas, that could be your door in. But <laughs> we'll I see what happens. Um, that's so funny. I, I mean, because there's so much, I think, like, all of the gear and all of the variations on gear are some of the, like, so much fun, and I love seeing all the iterations on everything, mm-hmm. so it's um, fun that that's something that you have, like, designs to figure out <laughs> in some way. I, I, uh, I would love to try to get together gear reviews. If anybody's listening and you want to, you want to, like, you want me to, like, test out your stuff, or let's do that, just hit, hit me up. Um, like, I would love to do stuff like that. I think it's so much fun. Right now, I personally am at a place where I'm like, I over-research all of my purchases. Yep. All my dollars are super important to me, so I'm like, I can't just uh, try stuff for the sake of trying it. Oh, yes. I research yeah. for months before I even, like, think about getting something. Crazy. Like, this bike, I just got this Surly Ogre. Yes. Tell me, tell me about your Surly Ogre. I've been researching this since in last May or something. Just like, okay, so what can I do with this bike? What's the geometry like? What, how do people feel like... There's a guy that did a single-speed ogre trip around the world. Wow. And he obviously likes it. So let's see the little quirks that happen. And I went to Gladys Bikes, awesome bike shop here in town. The best. And got to try one out. And Leo was... Well, Lee actually yelled at me because I just, like, went up the street, down the street. And I was like, okay, that's that seems really cool. She's like, no. You go out here, <laughs> you make a couple of lefts, and then you come back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's awesome. But uh, it was just kind of like falling in love with it for sure. So does your bike have a name? Starman. Starman. And when – and you, you did some building here, right? I'm going to have to take a photo of this also. Well, a wee bit, yeah. A I wee bit. Together. It's not the best put together because I only have a multi-tool. <laughs> so <laughs> – You've got an avocado pit, a screwdriver, <laughs> and a blowtorch. Go. Yeah. No. <laughs> but other than that, um, <laughs> I don't know, it serves me well. I still love it. It still puts a smile on my face every time I ride it. And how long have – you haven't had it for super long. No. It was like Christmas present to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like you're just coming in on your first season. Mm-hmm. All right. Where do you want to go? Uh, where are you and Starman headed? First trips – is Stub Stewart, for sure. Do you know when that is? Yeah. Um, no. Because we're <laughs> doing a women bike Stub Stewart thing. Well, we can talk about that offline if you want. But like through women bike, uh, through the Street Trust, the BTA oh, was yeah. BTA now the Street Trust. Um, we're doing that at the end of June. I think it's coincidentally Solstice weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I'll make sure we we talk about that. And there yes. will be – I have so much work to do um, in organizing that. So uh, I have to do that this this weekend. So there, you're, you're going to get more details on that very soon. And if anybody's listening, uh, any gals or gal identified in the Portland area, um, we're doing an, a bike overnight end of June to Stub Stewart. Super beginner, super low-key, um, but it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. I think it's going to be fun. Um, so, Stub Stewart, uh, and then I obviously took us on a sidetrack off of that. 
that's that's basically where it stops. Yeah. So like you're like I just want to go there. Yeah. And other than that, just throw a pin at the map and see what happens. So what kind of riding, like what kind of rides have you done? Um, have you gone on any overnights yet? Have you done any? Tell me about that. Nothing here yet. I've been meeting to you, but back east though. Back east, yeah. There's a rail trail I went on called the Pine Creek Rail Trail. And that I had a recumbent trike for, oh, which fun. was very relaxing and pretty cool. Yeah. Rail trails are, like, just flat for the most part. Maybe a slight incline at either direction, but super flat for the most part. And that's, like, we went out biking, stopped at a campsite, camps, went again, and, you know, that's, that's the most I've done. So, <laughs> so what was the, um, like, how long were you out? Was it... A weekend, or what was your mileage, or what do you remember? Um, it was a couple days. I don't, I don't quite remember the mileage off the top of my head. It was like a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Which is it's another thing in itself. It's too long. <laughs> but there you go. oh, I just need to basically stop making excuses, get the gear I want, and go. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not not necessarily about excuses, right? It's oh, takes, excuses takes for myself. Time and takes time and a couple bucks. Yeah. I mean, although people can people seem to bicycle hobo on the cheap. I don't know that. I'm I'm I guess I require a little more creature comfort than that. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm like trying to get a rack, and it's like, do I want a rear rack? No. <laughs> do I, want, I would definitely want a front rack. It's like, what, what kind of front rack do I want? <laughs> yeah. I know we we communicated about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an amazing experience. I'm not going to take up the time on the show to talk about it, but I will say that I had a fantastic customer service experience at River City Bicycles here in Portland. And customer service is marketing. Super important. I had a really, really good experience there. And that's where I got this... Um, specialized rack from. They were sold out of the racks separately. They only had them on built-up bikes, because Specialized has, like, some kind of an adventure bike now that's already, yeah, yeah, it's already, like, all racked up and everything. So (laughs) this is the same off of that, and River City, um, like, took a rack off of a built-up bike, but it was a very, it was just, like, kind of a cool story, because I didn't know I was talking to the owner, and I was like, and the, the other manager was like, no, we're not going to do that. And the owner was like, no, I, I own this place. We're going to do that. <laughs> so it was just super cool. That, that is cool. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, you know, but there are definitely lots of lots of options with, like, the the rack and the setup and all that stuff. The basket life is definitely a thing that I love now. Yeah. Because <laughs> on my old bike, I had a basket on the front with a front rack, and it was just great. I wish you could transfer over to this one, but. That's definitely cool. Especially, uh, like, Russ and Laura, Fatless Pedal. Yeah. Like, all of their setups and stuff. It's like, that's what I want. <laughs> that looks so comfortable and just efficient. Let's Le- see what happens. Legit, the Pathless Pedaled and Velocult were the two things, the two pieces of media that when I was back east, I um, was doing my own searching for to go on my own first bike overnight back east and stumbled across, I think, even in figuring out how to make coffee, 
I stumbled across Path West Pedal Coffee Outside. Ah. Coffee reviews, because Russ is a total coffee guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I found Velocult, and I was like, wait, uh, there's like a culture here where people celebrate this and they don't just try to run you off the road like mm-hmm. some people do in New Jersey. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, those are, uh, it was a big draw for me, too. Their setups always—they do look so damn comfortable. They make it look really easy, though. They're—they're they're good at what they—they're good at what they do. If you can only just do it sixty miles in like two minutes, it's fine. <laughs> no, they're great. I love all of their, all of the ride reports and all that. Yeah. <coughs> so it was uh, going back to like the origins of why I chose Portland. Yeah. I found Bike Portland, and was looking through with that stuff, and then all of the side links. I literally clicked on every single one of them, one at a time, like, checked all the sites out. And most of those bike shops don't even exist anymore, <laughs> which Crazy. sucks. But I found stuff like Villacall, which was, like, oh, there's a tavern and a bike shop, and they play movies and stuff. Well, not anymore, but at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they'll play movies and all that stuff. Like, okay, I want to go there. And then Gladys Bikes, like, oh, that's really cool. I want to go there. And it's like, oh, look at all these routes and stuff all over the place. Yeah, I, do, I need to go there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just all the pictures of everything. That's good. <laughs> so neat. when did you? So when did you get out here? Um, officially got out here uh, last March. So you've been here about a year. Yeah, the so year of my birthday. Right <laughs> When's your birthday? Uh, it was on the nineteenth. On the nineteenth. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all oh, right, it's April now. It's no longer March because that's how time works. <laughs> All right, so um, I want to. I feel like I would just want to ask you questions about Portland, about what your time has been like here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what has your time been like? Excuse me, I'm sorry to spit all over the place, listeners. Uh, what's your What's your time been like? Like, has this place lived up to um, that image that you've had of it? Yes, for the most part. Like, bike-wise, yeah. it went above and beyond, for sure. Like, the, the all of the greenway signs and all that, I've seen maybe one in my town. And it was like, in this general direction, you have this place. And this many miles, in this general direction. Whereas here, it's like, oh, it's going to take you about ten minutes. Just, just go that way. You'll get to Peninsula Park. Right. It's like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Like, the infrastructure. The infrastructure, for sure, is cooler than I thought it would be. The Charos versus Spike Lanes thing, which is on everybody's mind. <laughs> That's a little funny, because Charos back east means there are bikes on this road, and Charos here is just kind of like more of direction pointers, hmm. at least from what I've seen. Kind of like on the bike. It's kind of silly bikes are on this road kind of sign, but from what I've seen, it's just like nobody really cares. that there was a lot of 
direction attached to it. I, I thought that it was a, yeah, like um, this is a bike full of art or bikes can take the full lane or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like every now and again you see it, especially yeah. with this quote, air quotes grid system Portland has, where yeah. it's like, okay, go up two blocks and then you'll be on the same street. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Grid means I can keep going this way forever yeah. and still be on the same. Like, yeah, it's a great grid until all of these parks or something is like stops the road that you're <laughs> on and then you get to figure out where you're going again. Oh yeah. That's so cool. so you hedged. I asked I asked about I asked about Portland and you you're like, Yeah, the bikes are cool. Oh yeah. What's so tell me more. I don't know, just uh I think it's just mainly city life. As like vague as that sounds, because I'm from a small town where everybody knows everybody, mm. and like you would go somewhere and run into people, and then just hang out. Whereas here, it's like we have to schedule a time, right? And hope that like the schedules match. And uh, so I'm just like, I'm just gonna go to my usual haunts and then find friends. So it's kind of like coordinating with people. I spend yeah. a lot of time. Well, I s- still spend a lot of time just like hanging out by myself, just doing research online, <laughs> riding my bike around, just like. Just kind of, I don't know. At first it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of lonely and it sucks. But then it's like, nah, I'm just going to take this time for myself. <laughs> it, it does it does take time. It, it does. Like, in some weird ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting the way that the city is with all these different neighborhoods. Like, it tends to be kind of people stick in their quadrants. Yes. You know? Sure. It's one of the things I like about it, and it's also something where being far out in St. John's is like, there's a whole city (laughs) that's like, we go and visit different places in our town, um, like going on vacation. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go to Selwood, because there's a place I never, ever go to. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's kind of cool, but it does require a lot of coordinating in terms of social schedules. And there's so much that's going on, too. Do All you, the time. Have you, do you have, like, um, are you a FOMO kind of? Do you have a fear of missing out? Like, there are all these different things that are going on. It's not a fear, more just, like... Want to do all the things? Yeah, it just sucks. Because yeah, like, yeah. I could schedule a lot, like, to take off work for events that I want to go to, but I need money more than I need to go to an event, you know? Right. I need more money to make money more than spend money. <laughs> so... It's, it's always fun to see stuff on Facebook and stuff. It's like, oh, there's this ride, or there's this presentation of somebody who went on the Baja Divide, or, you know, this, that, or the other things. Like, okay, so I'm going to bookmark all these, and then when the schedule comes out, I'm going to just kind of match it. See no, what you can here, do. I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> Not making plans with anybody. I'm just going to go. <laughs> so you did the Friends on Bikes ride? Yes. That was, like, two, a week or two ago. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How it was, was that? my birthday. Oh, awesome. <laughs> no, that was... You're like, really all fun. these donuts for me? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No, the Friends on Bikes ride, that was that was really rad. Actually, it was um, actually nice and sunny, Hello, surprisingly. Hey there. And uh, not too cold, not too warm. I went on Marine Drive, finally, which was just beautiful. <laughs> just... So cool. Did you see the mountain? Was Mount Hood out? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. It was... I didn't take any pictures. I was too busy just like, yeah, look at yeah. all this water. <laughs> but... I remember 
remember the, the first time I was on Marine Drive and just had that like, oh, this is so awesome, and you could see this big, this huge expanse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, bodies of water are my favorite, for sure. That's why I like the woods, because when you go find them, and then you're in the woods, you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> That's why I need to do some overnights, so then I get the best of both worlds, and then come back to the city. I know, it's good. There's so many, like, good things, um, it, like, nice destinations within 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the, the riders of, uh, of the Friends on Bikes ride, Rochelle and Molly, awesome, awesome women. Just super nice. They were like, okay, so this is the thing where we, we're going to meet everybody. Just come. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your background. Just come. Like, if this is a beginner's ride. Super fun. So, I, I've been on, like, a couple group rides around where it's kind of like, you just go. Mm. You just hope that you can keep up with them and just hope that, you know, you'll see where they turn and stuff. Like, another group in town, I went on a ride and... There was a guy leading the ride, and just it was kind of like, okay, so I understand you want to get there, but I just biked like five miles to meet you guys, and like there's there's a ride, and then there's like a sprint, right? <laughs> you know, and this ride was cool because it was at a good pace where you could see the front, you could see the sweeper in the back, and if we couldn't see the sweeper in the back, they stopped. They stopped until they could see them, which was cool. Instead of just like, oh, they'll catch up. That is cool. I've ridden sweep and been like, you guys, we're, I'm, hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have to stop. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, you know, because malfunctions happen. Right. That's why it's cool that the person in front's like, oh, you know, we're going to make sure everybody's still here and everything's still good. Instead of just like, oh, yeah, we'll catch up. <laughs> so how long was that, was the, the Friends on Bikes ride? Uh, about 16 miles. That's, that's a good ride. Yeah, and it was pretty easy. You know, we could have, like, gone faster, but why? We're just enjoying the sunny day out of, like, yeah, totally. all of this. Like, today, it's nice and cloudy and semi-miserable, but still nice. Um, and that sounds like uh, a good social pace where you can kind of, like, dip in and out of conversations with yeah. with different people. Just kind of go up and down the line yeah. with people and just like, oh, so I like this on your bike. Like, you tell me about it, or like, where have you ridden? And it was just, it was really cool overall. Yeah. Met a bunch of people that now, if I see them around town, it's like, hey, are you gonna go on the next ride, or That's so you cool. know any other rides you go on, or do you just want to make one up <laughs> instead of just kind of people you don't see except for if you see that posting again of like the the other group that I was <laughs> riding up with, but. I definitely am excited for the rest of whatever Friends on Bikes does. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think um, I think that it's a really cool thing. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like I don't know. I've just been like super aware of like the the way that. Biking, especially here in this town, is ultra hip, ultra white, um, and in some ways I feel like a bit standoffish. 
you know? Yeah. And um, sorry if you're listening and that hurts your feelings, but sometimes my feelings get hurt too. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I don't know uh, what what it's like to um, I don't know what it's like to be a person of color in this town in particular and in this culture. But like having a group uh, that you're just like, this is these are my fucking people, <laughs> and I'm not, yeah. you know. People who um, care. Yeah, exactly. Like. I feel the same way, like, I'm super standoffish whenever it comes to rides, because it's like, well, you know, I can't ride an average of 11 miles an hour, because that's just, that's not fun for me. I'm not a roadie, I don't ride for speed, I ride for fun, Mm. I'd rather get there and enjoy the path instead of just like, oh, we made it, that's it. Turn around and go back. Yeah, the ride's over. It's like, well, that's not fun. You don't even have to stop to smell the roses, but I want to see them, <laughs> you know? See them as I pass. So definitely understand what you mean. It's just kind of like, you could go on that ride, or you could do this, or you could do that, but yeah. I don't want to just stand in the corner while everybody's just kind of like, half has their nose up to me, you know? Because I'm like, I'm a fat kid on a bike, <laughs> you know? I find that so relatable. <laughs> I'm like... I'm 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 not like you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not gonna go fast, but I will get there. <laughs> I I just heard this on something I was listening to last night, which is that um, there's all the anything worth doing takes time. Yes. Yeah. I was like, wait, you can find it. You can find those words you heard. Yeah, and I feel that same way around like a good ride too, and even around like this personal journey that we sort of take to get wherever we're, wherever our next stop is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You. Tell me about bike snacks. Bike snacks. Tell me about bike snacks. <sighs> what do you... Bike snacks, if anything, uh, the my munchies of choice would be chocolate, just because it's like the very minimal caffeine that I pretend is in there. Do you, you mean like a, <laughs> like a mid-ride? Like, some mid-ride chocolate? Yeah, mid-ride chocolate, like, stop somewhere, get a candy bar. I like take five, because it's, like, all of the flavors, senses. There's a little bit of salt in there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep going. Plus, I get, like, I don't know, really hyper sometimes, so... (laughs) So the sugar's perfect for it. Yeah, sugar's really good for that. You can get up to 12 miles an hour (laughs) on a couple Snickers bars. (laughs) Yes, and then, but... Maybe for like a, a mile for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is so. Oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> so, what do you like? Um, all right, what's the longest ride you think generally? What's the longest ride that you've been on? I would say the, the rail trail. Because it was just like I took a week off of work and we just. That's, that's a good chunk of time. I haven't been out that long. I need to go out more longer yeah. for sure, but. That's, that's probably it. So what did you, like, what what was your body, like, craving when you were done riding, like, a big chunk of that? Hmm. Probably, like, ice cream. Yeah. I just, like, no matter what I do, I'm still a fat kid inside. So it's like, I want ice cream, I want some cake, give me some cookies. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that I, that I burned all these calories, and now I can eat this. <laughs> One of my favorite things about riding also is that I can... Um, like eat to make up for that. <laughs> I, that was like one of the ways that I discovered um, that I discovered just a lot about how 
good it was for you, how good it is for you, is like the first time I ever bonked was when I made that that connection, like that food is fuel and what I'm putting into my body is gonna affect my ability to ride my bike and there's nothing worse than like bonking when you're at the top of a loop mm-hmm. and you have like that whole way back to go. Oh yes. Um, I didn't even know what bonking was until after like you realize what it is. <laughs> it's like oh you, that's Yeah, bad. it's like you can not learn this in theory. There's like only the hard way. It's like why is it always like at the certain point in time I am just like super tired, just wanna give up. My friends are just like going like I ride I commute. Like, this shouldn't be hard. But then it's like, oh, I don't eat like they are. They're just shoveling snacks the whole time they're riding. That makes sense. <laughs> I get it. It's Light like, bulb. <laughs> I remember the last time we went out to Stub. I guess it was it was probably this, like, this time last year that I did that. Um, just, like, getting to the grocery store. There's this grocery store before, like, you start on the Banks Vernonia Trail. And I'm like, what can I what can I eat right now like <laughs> bags of salt and vinegar chips like because my because when you sweat like you, you're losing all that stuff and I'm like oh this is this is how I'm gonna learn about nutrition by like baseline what my body is craving after I've done um, you know like 20 miles or something like that mm-hmm. so so weird <laughs> human technology is crazy Was uh, is there gonna be another Vini Bailey? No, Vini. Vini Vidi. Vidi. Velo. There it is. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, you know what? I just, I just heard from the organizer. They, she did have one that was scheduled for this year, but she's something has come up, and she's unable to do that. So she kind of put it out there to other people, to the people who were in the group last year to see if anyone wanted to take it. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if this is going to stay in here or not, but I'm going to forward that to the women bike people. I would take it over, except it's the one weekend that I have something that's totally immovable mm. planned. Like, I have a, I have an event that weekend, and I'm like, damn, I'm, that would be awesome, because she's already got, like, the campsite set up for it. Or not set up, but she's already got it reserved. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. She's... She's willing to like hand over everything to somebody mm. who who can take it, and they already have something reserved. But I, it's up in the air right now. I'll send it to you. Man. I'll send it to you. Like she's, it's it's. Like uh, I think the site's at Milo McIver, which is down in Estacada. Um, it's not yeah. far. I haven't ridden down there myself yet, so I don't know what it's like. But um, yeah, I'll send it over to you and see if somehow you're interested in doing something with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, who wants to go on a bike ride? <laughs> I tell I it. every ride. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. This is a good day for coffee outside because it's cold and misty. Yes. Is it? All that yelling stopped? Yeah, the yelling has stopped. I wonder, I wonder how much of that we're... I wonder <laughs> what that's going to sound like in post. <laughs> Yeah, this is, we'll hear us a lot. Um, Okay. What, if you could go on a bike ride with anyone, anywhere, who would it be? 
Where? Why? How? Not how. I mean, it would be on a bike, I suppose. <laughs> one pedal stroke at a time. One, um. yeah. <laughs> cadence, that's all. Such is life. If anything, would it be the, just because I saw some history video today, the uh, Buffalo Riders, like of the, oh, the League of American Wheelmen, which they're men, but they got to go up into the Yellowstone, like the, uh, the hot springs. The hot springs of, Mammoth hot springs, there's a picture of all these guys on their bikes just standing on these, like, glaciers. <laughs> like, all these geyserisk, like, if you go there now, your foot's gonna melt off kind of thing, or, like, you're just gonna ruin everything. But... And this was in, like, the around. early 1900s? Or when was this? And the, yeah. I yeah. remember seeing, like, a photo. I don't know any of the, the history, but I remember seeing, like, a picture or two or something like that. Yeah, and... They were, it was an old picture. Super old, like the the big, the big like square thing on a stand, and then like you have the, the gunpowder and the flash thing, <laughs> one of those kind of things. Like you hide behind the curtain. Bow. They got it. Stand still for ten minutes. It's a super long <laughs> exposure on these plates. Or like the Flintstones, where there's a bird inside, just kind of like chipping away at it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you'd um, want to go? Do you think you'd want to go on like? that ride with them, or, like, a ride to hear about that experience? I think, I think that ride with them, because I can only imagine being the first ones to travel from one place to another, especially on a bike that was 70 pounds each, because <laughs> they had, like, flour and coffee and, like, beans and all this other crazy crap on it, but just go, go to one place, first ones on the bike. That, that just sounds like so much fun. Alright, go anywhere. Just go back in time and ride by myself and to <laughs> the, the, like, the Trans Am, of course, the Trans Am. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, my brain goes in a bunch of different directions with that, like, like how is all of that different? Um, how accessible would that be for some of us? Yeah. You know? in a bunch of different ways. Um, I'm, a, I'm a total wimp in terms of, like, modern convenience, I think. Like, I'm willing to I'm willing to be uncomfortable and to kind of, like, pare it down, mm -hmm. but I'm going to really, really prefer to have hot coffee, <laughs> you know? That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I know a lot of people do, too, but... Um, I don't know. That's one of those like balancing acts, I think, in terms of, for me, uh, gear and packing, and like I just the pack will just get like just a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier. These modern conveniences and creature comforts. Yeah. Yeah. My my biggest downfall is cold extremities. Like my toes Ooh. and my hands get cold the faster worst. than anything, anything at all. So I could sleep on the floor. I'm I'm known in, in my friend group. As the floor sleeper. <laughs> you can do it, huh? I can do it, and it's more comfortable, and I wake up, and my back feels great, and it's, it's just perfect. But my hands and my feet will be, like, freezing cold <laughs> on rides and stuff. I don't know, it could be poor circulation, but that's a whole other topic. 
once my hands are cold, I have a really hard time, like, not being miserable or and it just and just like warming up in general. Like, it almost you get to a point where it's like kind of painful a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, you when like the knee thing, you just put your hands in, in like the yeah. armpits of your knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I did the Veni Vidi Velo ride last year, I was I was not paying attention and I did not. I did not bring a sleeping bag because I thought I was going to get, I was just going to get a bag liner because it was July, it was the end of July, and I'm like, I'm just going to, it'll be fine. I didn't get the right bag liner, I got like the cool bag liner, like so it, I didn't get the, uh, this will keep you warm without a bag kind, and I was so cold, I could not sleep, I had my feet in my panniers, I emptied out my panniers and like, was like, just trying to get in as much as possible. Um, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I'm not a floor sleeper as I've gotten older. Creature comforts. <laughs> Creature comforts. Yeah. yeah. Also, you get like the like $3 bedroll thing from Walmart. Yeah. And you can even like cut it mummy styled and match your sleeping bag. Yeah, that's smart. That. Trike trip. I used it as my uh, like backrest on my seat. Mm. <laughs> the trike thing is so the any recumbents are interesting. The trike thing is really interesting. Would you ride that on the road, or would you only like would you stick to car free areas? Um, the trike I had was like the mountain bike version of a trike. So it's fascinating to me. Yeah, because they they have like road recumbents, they have mountain esque recumbents. It's just like how the upright world is, but all recumbent. And the yeah, the one I had had like uh, BMX tires, like twenty inches by like oh, two inch wheel tires, so I can't really go fast. I can keep up. Like I rode around the streets back home, but it's like neighborhoods. For the most part, kind of traffic, but I don't know, two wheel recumbents. I would t- take that on a tour. Yeah. Just I've almost fallen asleep working late nights on my recumbent, my two wheel recumbent coming home. Oh wow. Which is kind of funny. Because <laughs> he was just like tipping. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 you just kind of like daydream, and then it turns into a real dream, and then you're like 45 degrees to the ground. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> But if you ever have the chance to, try one. I've ridden a recumbent trike <laughs> once. Um, a friend of mine has a recumbent trike that has electric assist, has an EcoSpeed electric assist on it, so it's just gives you a little extra power on the drivetrain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pedal for you, but it like helps the move the cranks, I guess, or whatever. Um, I found it so peculiar to not be able to lean because the angle on the bat on those wheels on the trikes are in they're angled in such a way to for stability Mm -hmm. but that also means you can't you don't lean with them you have to take like these bigger wider turns right can you describe that do you know what i'm talking about yeah it depends on how reckless you like to drive well it was the first time (laughs) and it was nighttime and i was in a parking lot so i wasn't feeling super reckless in any way shape or form I know, I kind of, at least with my friends and I, us hooligans, riding around on our trikes, we would ride them around like like 
wheels, like the '90s big wheels. Oh yeah. Where you, it's it's a trike, so you kind of like lean into the turns, just so the opposite side doesn't flip over, which happened to me once. I had like this great road rash. It was great. <laughs> it was great. But <laughs> do you just get you like lean into the turns more than like trying to lean for the turn? If that makes sense. Ah, okay. Like go kart style. I think I. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's kind of, I don't know, I just imagine it as a go-kart. So you're like, you turn and you're just like, G-force. <laughs> Get you around. That was too much fun. <laughs> I can't do brain math on that. Like spatial geometry. I definitely start, you definitely start slowly. And then you like, alright. And then you go a little faster. And go a little faster until you're just like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure my friend would let me big wheel out her trike. There's a sentence, like, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Um, but yeah, what else? What, what are you, what are you looking forward to um, this summer? I know you want to go to Stub, um, but like, what else are you looking forward to with like your new bike and summer in, in the Pacific Northwest? Um, actually, doing pedal palooza this year. Yeah. That's one thing. I got. I missed every single ride I wanted to go on last year, including the David first, uh, the Bowie versus oh, Bowie Prince, Prince ride. ride, which sad. Yeah. That's one reason why I named him Starman, just to hold on, <laughs> to hold on to the ride. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I've never been on that ride. Um, there are so many. There are so many different rides. I don't know. Have mm-hmm. you started looking at the shift to bikes? page or any of that stuff yet? I'm part of their newsletter, so I'm just kind of getting snippets Are you getting updates? I feel like super behind the scenes. Yeah. But <laughs> just snippets of things here and there. I kind of feel like I almost want to start a ride this year. I was just about to ask you what, I know I know you're not committing, because I can hear your hesitance, <laughs> so you don't have to commit, but if you were to do a ride, what would that, like, would it be themed? What might it look like? That's the thing. I have, like, so many different ideas that I would want to do that Tell I could me. either make them all into one like a bar tour that's themed not like we dress up and go to a bar tour go on a bar tour thing but like treasure hunt oh that could be all, interesting all into one just like my, it would basically be a ride that matches my ADD with things so <laughs> so we're gonna have a treasure hunt and I don't remember where the clues are go <laughs> <laughs> That would probably be, yeah. yep, that could be fun. summary of the ride. <laughs> like, um, we'll meet back here in an hour. Everybody does their own thing. So there's a bathroom in a bar in the northeast portion of Portland that has the first clue. Which one it is, I don't know, so we're going to find it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Honestly, the, the costume thing is, is a thing that I was has not been appealing about some of the pedal pullers that rides to mm-hmm. me. Because it always feels like you have to. Yeah. It's like they always say you don't have to, but I'm like, like, what's yeah. the point of going on the ride if you're not going to? Yeah, and then I can stand out by not wearing a costume. Yeah. I'm like, nah. So I'm going to wear this hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pirate with the hat. <laughs> um, okay, so themed, uh, themed but with forgotten clues, bar <laughs> tour. What else? Just like a countryside ride kind of thing, where it's like just I don't know. My, my friends that you know, there's like a 
those magic dice. Yeah. Kind of things where it's like twenty sided die. Yeah, like Dungeons and Dragons type yeah. of dice. You just take that and oh, I know there's a ride kind of like this, but like just roll it and see how many miles that <laughs> it says. Go to that and like kind of roll it again. Oh my thing. goodness! Because I know they had they had a ride last year that was almost the same thing, but if it was like an odd number, they went right, and if it was an even number, they went left, or something like that. Which Ooh. would be hilarious and definitely like a last minute thing that happened to. Oh my god, that sounds. But they, I think they ended up in like the same area, surprisingly enough. But we were just like, <laughs> all right, we're going right. The law of averages, or something <laughs> like you just end up going in a big circle. Yes. <laughs> that's that's interesting. You know, for someone who, uh, for someone like me, with some of the. Th- things I'm realizing about myself as I get older with, like, the I want to know and control the situation. I want to know, like, exactly what's going on. That sounds like a fascinating way to force that, to force the exposure to that kind of, like, discomfort of being (laughs) like, I don't know, we're going to go eight miles to the left or something like that. I don't know if that's how I I feel about that. Hey there, hey there, weird raindrop. So how's your? How did your French press work out? Oh, amazingly. This is. Uh, I'm almost ready for round two. Just <laughs> to warm up the rest of the ground. Right on. No, this is great. How's your pour over? It's good. I I um, treated myself to this fancy thing last year. This mm-hmm. fancy uh, situation, the Snow Peak collapsible pour over thing. And just last year, I was like, you know what? You're gonna treat yourself for your birthday to a this fancy, bougie-ass, <laughs> snow, snow peak, collapsible, pour-over thing. And uh, I'm really glad I did. It's like, it's the little things. Um, like, being able to have a predictably excellent cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That you're not concerned about accidentally pouring grounds all over the place. Yeah. And it takes up minimal space in your, in your pack. Did you hear that snow peak? Talking to you. You did real good, kid. Looking at you, Snow Peak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let me know if you want me to try out any of your other stuff. See, it's funny because I, I love coffee. I worked at a coffee shop back at Becky's and, like, drink it way too often. And <laughs> never thought about camping with, a, uh, with coffee until, like, recently. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what it was. Have you camped without coffee? Yeah. Every time, what every did time you do? I camped. What did you do? How was the morning for you? Well, I usually sleep <laughs> in like, a hammock. I'm, I'm just like, oh my goodness, how did your brain work without the brain drugs? Because <laughs> my brain would not work without the brain drugs. I don't know. I, I like, until recently, I've only done uh, hammock camping, which is great because I'm like a baby, where I'll get into the hammock and then like 30 seconds later I'm out for hours. My, my friends have gotten plenty mad at me. I'm just going to go in there because there's like a bike net attached. There's mosquitoes everywhere. I'm just mm. going to hang out. And then they're talking to me and there's snoring happening from the hammock. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll wake up eventually. Did you <laughs> did you stay warm or were you in situations where that environment wasn't an issue? That's the thing. It's no matter what I do, except for uh, recently I dialed it in. But I would just cold feet, which would just wake me up. Yeah. And it's just like numbing cold, but 
I got really good at restarting the fires from like the single coal left, mm. kind of warming up and then hopping back in. But I don't know. If I feel like if I had coffee, then it would be warmer. Sleeping. Mm. I don't know. I'm just a gonna try. <laughs> I am. Um, I don't know. I want to say I'm a grumpy mess without it. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I feel like it's definitely part of my life that my brain is like, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to have to do something else to figure to make me work. Um, and I think that hydration is good for that and nutrition. And there are, probably, there are probably people who are listening to this right now who are like, no, coffee is like X, Y, and Z. And if you... If you only do this, oh, I think you got it. It's cool. It's almost out. Oh, the fuel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah coffee, definitely a lifeblood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's like, it's so, I think being able to like heat up water to make tea, coffee, or oatmeal, key. Yeah. Key, so basic. to go bike camping. Mm -hmm. This is perfect because I have a lot of organizing and work to do. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like this is very motivational to do that. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> like, well, thank myself later. <laughs> How do you feel about your personal safety on like whether that's with vehicular traffic, whether that's with random people yelling in parks as you ride by? Mm -hmm. Tell me <laughs> tell me a little bit about like how safe you feel on the bike. Um, traffic-wise, the first time I ever rode in traffic was my first time ever in New York, Manhattan, New York. So I learned very quickly. So you quickly go hard, then, is what I'm hearing. Uh, You're something like, like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I learned very quickly to, A, just be, like, an inch away from whoever's you're following in front of you. <laughs> um, B, that taxis are going to be in your peripheral because they almost hit you, and that's fine. So <laughs> we just ride, <laughs> ride with traffic as much as possible. Like I try to keep like a decent clip whenever mm -hmm. I'm riding in traffic. But then again, most of the time I try to find the back roads because I don't like to be stressed yeah. ever. It's like ah, there's because so I nobody can drive. This is my mindset. Anytime I am on the road, is everybody sucks at driving and everybody's gonna hit me. So I just keep aware of everything. Yeah. Anybody coming up to the intersection, I just, like, stare them down. Like, okay, they're actually going to stop. That guy's actually going to stop. There's a guy pulling out right there. He's like, there's people behind me. Like, just kind of, like, everything. And I'm like, oh, I missed my turn. And <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Do you think that um, having bike lanes or, you know, either, like, painted lanes or lanes with, like, a separator would help people to feel, like, safer and more like biking was more accessible yes i do because for the for the most part all of the bike lanes are kind of on roads where yes it makes sense and i'm glad you put it there but nobody travels this way to get anywhere mm. <laughs> there's like some just random spots where i don't it, it plus the routes unless you know exactly which way to go, like you've driven it a hundred times, but just so happens the next block over, 
is a bikeway. For example, I work on Fremont, Northeast Fremont, and I would drive down Fremont coming the opposite way uh, from 82nd, but drive down Fremont and you see like, okay, car, I want to ride my bike down here because I've seen people and they just drive way too close. Yeah. There's cars parked on the side of the road, so that's just... Doors and cars. That's just annoying. That just like looks too stressful and annoying. But if you go up a block, it's click attack where it's a bikeway. Right. And there's like three stop signs on the whole stretch of road for like two miles. So that's that's cool. Yeah. And I think if people were just more, I don't know, if they weren't afraid of, I have to go like 12 miles an hour just to keep up with traffic, or I have to keep up with traffic. And it's like, no, you just have to be like, just go with traffic. Like, if going down Williams and going really slowly, it's not going to be good for all the people who feel like they have to go really fast, but who are behind you, which would make you even more nervous because all these people are, like, whizzing and, like, cutting you off on bicycles. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> that. What do you think about that? I don't know. People just – it was either a shirt or some, like, thing on, like, motivational – motivational poster thing on like Facebook but somebody someone was like um, if you ever see somebody like just riding faster than you they might not have as far to go mm. which is one thing because I used to live in Foster Powell which is like the ends of the earth in Portland and work up here northeast <laughs> so riding my bike was just like I'm just going to take my time and then anybody who's just whizzing past me it's like they probably just came from like two streets down right <laughs> They don't have as far to go. I'm going to take my time and just ease on. That's a, that's <laughs> a great mentality. Yeah, I think I, I sort of probably maybe was even the same thing. I sort of stumbled across that recently, and I'm like, why don't you shift your perspective? Because I'm the kind of person who can get road rage at anybody, <laughs> anything. Not really anybody, but, like, makes me nuts when people fly past you and cut you off. It makes me nuts, like, if I'm on the Broadway Bridge and people fly past me and don't announce that they're on my left, like, oh, I hate that. that actually is, like, I've started passive-aggressively, and I usually only do it to dudes, so you're probably not listening anyway, <laughs> but if somebody passes me, I'm like, on my left, <laughs> I'm like, I say that after they go, just to be like, oh, yeah, because, you know, like, what if I do something stupid? Well, like, my tire pops, and then, Wh oh, my God. Or, like, what if I, you know, like, anything <laughs> could happen where you just, like, sort of, <coughs> there's just not enough clearance, and, um. It makes me, that's just like one of my things that yeah. makes me a little bit crazy. It's and I good. try to not be a <laughs> jerk about it, but I'm like, excuse me. No, I'm like that. It's like manners. I, yeah. I'm like a, I guess passive aggressive, but it's, it's fun whenever you're like, whenever you're holding a door for somebody. Yeah. And they just walk in and it's like, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's pass. I think it's <laughs> passive aggressive. And it's so funny that I'm having this dialogue with someone who's from the East Coast. Probably not passive aggressive. Where we're very direct. I don't know what state college is like. I've actually never. Oh, well, we are. I've At least I am. Yeah. You know who I am. I am the one that's just like, listen, man. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, uh, Jersey is like, people will just like, usually stay out of your way if they don't like you, or they'll let you know. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, that's not the point, and I'm not saying that that's the way to live and I'm, or anything like that. But I'm just saying that um, in terms of shouting, on my left, as they pass me or after they pass me, it's only passive aggressive because I didn't have the ability to be like, 
hey, let me know that you're passing. And also, you should just do that because it's nice. Yeah. And, um, It'll scare the crap out of me and make me, like, <sighs> fidget. <laughs> it does make me, it, it makes me crazy. But Road Rage, I, I will, just learning I'm, like, in, can be impatient and I have to work on my patience in a lot of places. So <laughs> it's a great opportunity to work on my patience. <laughs> yeah. Just mumble stuff under your breath. I'm like, give people the finger. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of advice would you give to a new rider who, someone who's like, wants to kind of expand their world by bike and maybe doesn't have the confidence or the know-how or whatever? What kind of advice would you give to a new rider? Um, I think try to find, it's, uh, I feel like I can word it right now, it's try to find your people. Like, try to find people who feel the same way. Like, if you have two people who don't feel comfortable riding with quote-unquote experienced riders, go on a ride by yourself. You guys can go as slow as you want and you can go wherever you want instead of trying to like, join a group or do, do your research, see what bike shops in your town have, like, beginner rides. Because those beginner rides, they will actually make sure that you get some experience out of it instead of just waiting being in a group ride mm. or anything like that. No, just, just go out have fun. Go by yourself. Go <laughs> by yourself, have fun, and also you can find your people. Yeah. And they're probably beginners. The only standards you need to meet are yourself. Like, your ones for yourself. The only person you have to impress is yourself, so just do it. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about riding a bike? Um, freedom. Like, if you open up the dictionary and you look up the word freedom, there's a picture of a bicycle. That's how it is for me. Word. It's just, I don't know. It's just like the one day that it clicks, then you're just like, this is the feeling that I want to feel all the time. Where you're just floating along. And just perpetual smile on your face. Just going anywhere. Do you remember the first time you had that sensation? Mm. It was it was that little cruiser. Well, the cruiser that kicked me back into cycling. Just, uh, I was out for a ride, and, oh, when I was little, I was really, I was really perturbed, like, cause, because I could never ride without my hands. I don't know why that always bothered me, but riding handsless was just not, not a thing. And I was riding that cruiser and just, like, tried it, and then all of a sudden, like, the wind caught at the perfect time where everything went silent, and it was, like, out of a movie, or just floating along with my arms out like an airplane, and I was like, this is life. This is the meaning of life. <laughs> it's so cool. I just get real dirty with it, though. That's, that's just awesome. me. <laughs> no, that's... I think that's fantastic. It's kind of what it's about, honestly. Happiness. What is it? I just love quotes, too. Like, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy a bike, and that's pretty close. <laughs> Aqua, it's been a lot of fun to hang out and have coffee outside with you. Yeah, it's been great. Yay! I can't wait to um, have more random adventures, and maybe it'll take less organizing <laughs> on the schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good time. It's been a lot of fun. And um, we're going to take... I should have taken pictures while we were actually brewing stuff, because now it's just sort of spent. But um, take a couple pictures of our, of our bicycles here friends for the first time, and um, I don't know, I don't know how to classy outro. <laughs> do, 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 do.
for hanging out. It is always exciting to make new friends who are on the same bikey page. It's good stuff. Comment on the post for this show to let us know what you thought or friend her up on Insta or on the Twitter. Put links to that in the show notes. Joyriders, a big thank you for a five-star review from Good Rester or Good E-Rester. Uh, as I promised on the last show, I was going to narcissistically read these out. So, here is what this person said. Uh, Cat Pedal's a fantastic show. I love this podcast, and I'm incredibly grateful to Cat for her curious and tenacious approach to supporting more women to ride bicycles. Whether you are a once-a-week neighborhood peddler, daily commuter, bike packer, mudslinging, mountain biker, or enthusiast of all things bike, this podcast is a must. Check it out, listen carefully, and be ready to laugh, cry, and nod your head as Cat guides you through some of the wild and wonderful bikey terrain. Uh, thanks a bunch, Cat, for all of your work. Well, thank you, good arrester, good, good e-rester, good rester. Thank you so much for your five-star review. That uh, warms my heart, and I really appreciate it. Reviews and ratings help spread the bike love via iTunes or whatever other platform you're listening on. As I said before, I will be reading these out, uh, narcissistically reading out five-star reviews on the show because five stars or it didn't happen. Uh, seriously, though, regardless of any of that, I do appreciate uh, ratings, reviews, any kind of constructive feedback. Um, send me an email, any questions, um, any thoughts. Just email me at thejoyridepodcast at gmail. I'd love to hear from you and have a chat. And nothing is as meaningful as a personal recommendation or sharing the show so if you've got a friend who you think would dig it or benefit from some bike love inspiration please send the show over to them um, that means more than i could ever describe as always i appreciate your time and your attention remember friends life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage keep moving forward and until next time i hope you enjoy the ride All these donuts for me? <laughs>